Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. I'm Kim Tolson. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Traveling Therapist Podcast, which is part of the SciCraft Network of Podcasts. I am so proud to be part of this network, along with Aaron and Nathan at ShrinkThink. If you haven't discovered the Traveling Therapist Podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the ins and outs of running a therapy practice while you travel the world. Be sure to check us out at travelingtherapist.com slash podcast for all the updates and lessons I'm learning as a traveling therapist and the adventures of other traveling therapists. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. As always, we are depressed to be here. No, just kidding. (laughs) We are very excited to be here talking about how to help you fix your parenting mistakes. Nathan is our resident expert because he's already fixed his. <laughs> he's right. If you're on YouTube, you figured that out. And if you can see him, he is wiping his hands clean like, ah, did that job well done. Yes. Now we're talking about like if you are a parent and you've had children whether they're young kids or whether they're adult children. I'm just thinking, a parent has to have children. (laughs) You are a parent, but you don't have children. (laughs) Listen to this episode preemptively. (laughs) Okay, okay. We're we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're trying. What we're focused on, though, mainly in this episode is adult parents. So meaning like of adult children. So your kid's out. They have by out meaning, well, actually, these days, maybe your kid isn't out. If, if they're in the good old US of A, then they're not out, then they're in. I mean, a lot of kids, quote unquote, are 26 years old and still living with their parents. That's actually pretty normal these days. But that's kind of the age we're thinking is like as a parent somewhere in there. Like that and older. It'd be like, you know, at, at a certain point in time, you grow up, you develop your own life. Maybe you get yourself established, whether you have a job, career and or your own family, maybe you start having your own kids, something like that. And at that point, you start to transition in your relationship with your parents. Maybe you reconnect or maybe you are evaluating some of the things from your own childhood and you're realizing these things happen and I want to repair that. And probably, you know, if you're a parent with your children, you know, you're like in your 20s, 30s, maybe even in your 40s and you're you're having kids your parents are more involved in your life because of your children, because of their grandchildren. So there's like a little bit more of a connection or a reason to be interacting. And maybe even you're observing them interact with your kids, their grandchildren, 
in a way that's different from what you experienced. And you're like, hey, where was this when I was a kid? You know, but specifically, we're focused on the parent that we would be talking like to the grandparents, the parents who raised you. Well, the potential grandparents. I mean, you know, that that may not be in the cards yet. But the reality is, is that kind of time of life where you're a bit more reflective. I mean, there's a lot of change that happens. You know this as you get older, because you start to realize that things are not as perfect as they as they seem. They never they never were. It's like you wake up to the well, things just kind of stink, you know, like I did my best and here we are. And also it's hard to confront some of that because it's like you don't want to be. <laughs> I think a lot of us you get older kids, it's it's hard to be honest with yourself to realize like, man, I tried my hardest. And I probably some of that is, I mean, you watch for if you do have your kids do have grandkids, you can watch how they're parenting. And then you think, oh, OK, they probably learned that from me. That's not the greatest move. Like you wouldn't even necessarily do that now. And you don't know necessarily how to have that conversation with your kid either. Because it's like coming from a place that you created. And to be honest, it's really uncomfortable. Like when you I think that's a great example, because when you see those things in these children or in like whether they're little kids or whether they are the adult children, you know, your kids that are parenting, you recognize that behavior or whatever. And maybe there's even some moment of awareness of like, ooh, that's not good. But the problem is like you might just be filled with so much regret or it might just be so overwhelming. That's like, oh, I messed up and it's bad. And like all of this big generalized and really bad stuff starts happening in your head and in your emotions that you just get filled with maybe just overwhelming, like, you know, shame and anxiety that it's guilt. That's the word I was looking for. This guilt that you've done this and you know it and there's nothing you can do because you can't undo it. And it's just it just is what it is. And you have a hard time getting over it. I think that's also the other part of it is that it's done. The deed is done. The kids are grown up. Right. You can't go back and undo any of that. And of course, if you're a parent of younger kids and you realize some of this, then we're hoping you're listening and realizing it's not too late. And I've even asked or had clients ask, you know, when their kids are teenagers or tweens, you know, is it too late? No, it's not. It's never too late. Well, and the thing of it is, is there's another side to this. So the other side is that you're the parent that I'm talking to right now who is like, I don't know why we're talking about this. Like, let's just focus on the positive. Look, my my kid is doing pretty well. They got a job. They're out of the house. They're killing it. I don't know. This whole new generational thing where people are wanting to talk about everything is kind of overkill and maybe maybe dumb. You know, it's like we didn't need to do that when we were younger. I mean, I don't know what what the big deal is now. That's actually a really good point, because if you're if you're one of those people and you're listening to this episode, you're like, why are why is somebody having me listen to this? episode? (laughs) This is dumb. Yeah, because you did not choose this episode. (laughs) It did not happen. You were not out there looking like, you know what? I think I need to work on. My relationship with my kids, my adult kids. If you are listening to this episode, welcome, because they want you to work on the relationship with them. And we're going to tell you something that maybe they've tried to tell you or maybe they haven't really said it directly, but they've kind of hinted at you by getting you to listen to this episode and 
maybe even you didn't even know how to access a podcast. <laughs> so the playing, other thing is, is maybe they're afraid of certain death, you know, the kids <laughs> like, cause you are going to like give them that look. Right. You're um, going to ax them after you. Yeah. <laughs> after you <laughs> gotta listen. be on YouTube for this one. Yeah. YouTube is a channel, a video service that's on the internet. Like channel 49. <laughs> <laughs> Not like channel 49. So if I pick up the remote and turn the TV on, how do I access it? Yeah. I was the, the remote control when I was a kid. My dad would be like, Hey, Nate, can you change the channel to 13? You know, and I go up there when the dial, click, 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 you know, I thought anyway. you, said you were going to say you were remote for like Halloween or something. A remote Costume. like, you know, oh my goodness, Halloween's too close I for could, your brain. I can picture that. We should probably focus before we're dead. Yeah, we're dead. So back on track. So if you're a parent and you have some tension or some conflict in your relationship with your kids, or maybe even it's not as close as you think it should be, or they're telling you that there are some problems and they want to try to resolve these. And maybe you don't even know what they're talking about. This episode is for you. I guess the one of the first things that we want to say is that kind of as a blanket statement for all parents, you're going to mess up your children. It's a given. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of how, right? Because even great parents who have done many things well will miss some other thing. Like, for example, if you're a parent and you've Maybe you've done very well for yourself. You are, you know, two intact, still married parents. You've made good money. All your kids did not lack for anything. You know, you put them in sports or in music their whole lives and they have lots of friends. Um, maybe they went to college and went off and got good jobs. By all accounts, all those things are good things, right? Those are kind of like signposts of successful parenting in a certain sense. But maybe they did not get the emotional attention or they did not get the acknowledgement that they needed or the support that they needed through something in their lives. And it's not because you didn't care. I mean, you went to all the, you know, band concerts and performances and all the sporting events or whatever, but there was just something else that was missed because you're not a perfect person. Like that's going to happen. And well, and the reality is, is that um, these, these kids, quote unquote, which are probably actually our age mainly and older, uh, so in their 40s, maybe 50s, have gone probably to some therapy and then they start realizing like, oh, my gosh, like that. Well, I didn't realize that was that big of a deal. But when you think of like it's like throwing a rock in a pond. I mean, the ripple effect when you have a just a glass pond and just so so pure, like clean and flat still- and you throw like a yeah, still rock, throw a rock out there. Eventually, those ripples get to the edge. In therapy, we look at stuff and then find out it's like somebody starts and they're really starting at the edge because that's what they notice. And then the the rock that's thrown in might not actually be like that big of a deal. Like what I mean by that is, Aaron, what you were saying, if somebody was impoverished growing, that's a big rock. I mean, you're talking about a lot of things. It's a struggle, bro, like trying to like live alone. But if you have everything kind of laid out for you, the simple rocks are to what extent, for example, did the attention you gave your children come from literally just giving them things for what their needs are? But what kids, what people are always going to want is human connection. That's what they want. So really what's happening is and what we're really talking about are the points at which the human connection was less than what was needed. That's really the end of it. So in, in light of that, it does matter that you went to the band concert. It matters a lot. Yeah, because I, I could tell you stories in counseling where people there were that was the main thing that people struggle with is parents not going 
But the reality is, is how are you when you're there? I mean, there's all kinds of like, different. did you just show up and walk in and like you were gone before the thing was over? I mean, that kind of thing. And it is tricky because each person is individual, meaning like they are unique in who they are. And if you have multiple kids, then they are different from each other. They can be similar in some ways, but they're also different in personality and different in needs. And the reason I'm saying that is because your your kids need to be loved or they need that connection in unique ways that are unique to them. That's what makes parenting so tricky is like some kids need a lot of attention and some kids need less attention or some kids need this kind of attention and connection and other kids need a different kind of attention. Oh, and here's another one, Aaron. If you had multiple children, there's a good shot that you liked one of them more. And by that, I mean, it was just easier for you to, to hang out with them. In the world of therapy, the power of connection and understanding is undeniable. That's where the peer network steps in, offering a bridge of support that complements your clinical experience. Imagine a service where certified peer support specialists through telehealth extend your reach, offering clients continuous, compassionate care. This is what the peer network provides. Our peer support specialists are not just trained, they are experienced. They've walked the path of recovery and resilience. They speak the language of empathy and understanding, essential in mental health and addiction recovery journeys. As a clinician, your goal is to see your clients thrive. The peer network enhances this journey, offering a layer of support that's accessible, reliable, and deeply human. Join us in this mission of comprehensive care Incorporate the peer network into your practice today and witness the transformative power of peer support and mental health. Visit thepeernetwork.com. Together, let's create a world where everyone feels supported, understood, and connected. And even if you didn't like them or it just might you just might have been more like you and it was like, oh, that's easy. Right. And so they just got a side of you maybe that you understood better and got along with better. And the other one or other ones were different from you and it was just more challenging to you. It doesn't mean you didn't like or love them that way. It just means it was a little <laughs> bit harder to give that connection. And so I guess what we're saying is you're going to mess your kids up in some way. If you can kind of accept that as a premise, that means you're not a bad person. It means you're a human being standing in line like every single other human parent that's ever existed to own up to and admit to and recognize the ways in which you impacted your children. And so from that starting point, it's like, okay, let's kind of drop the guilt and drop the shame. Because if it's just normal, then it's like, okay, how? It's sort of like we're in a, in a doctor's office and it's not like, oh, you have a problem too. I can't believe it. No, it's like, if you're in the doctor's office, you're like, Oh, what are you here for? Right. We just assume that everyone's got some problem. So it's kind of like, what's your issue? Right. We all got it. And I'm not responsible for being sick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's a little different what we're talking about. So I think to start off this is what do you do first, right? When it comes to things, what you want to do first. So your kid, quote unquote, I still say that because we're talking about adults here, basically says they want to talk to you. And you're like, sure, that's fine. But then you start to find out that this is going to be deeper than this because you can feel the tension because you know your kid. What we're suggesting that you do is just kind of be there, be curious and be open. That's kind of the first thing to do, because what's happening 
We've talked about somewhat what's happening or the situation that could be the setup, but really what's happening is this kid is trying to have a closer relationship with you. They are not trying to get you or play got you or make you feel terrible or like put your nose in the poo like you would with a dog back in the day. It's like that's they don't want to do. They don't want to make you feel worse. They want you to see what happens so that you can sort of admit to it so that they can be like, see, I'm not crazy. Well, and all of that, too, is about we've talked before about validation, totally different episode. But as humans, validation is not agreement. You're not agreeing to, oh, yes, I did that with all of the same intent that you thought I did. Well, the reason why is because I wanted to hurt you. That's, yeah. that's not what's happening. I've got a great example. I remember and this is common for like teen boys. They sort of keep to themselves in high school or it's harder to talk to them. And I remember feeling like, you know, pretty alone and like nobody was there for me or whatever. And I asked my parents about this and they're like, we tried to talk to you all the time. And, you know, as I thought about it, I was like, well, can both things be true? They did those actions. Right. And I wasn't having anything to do with it as a teenager. And so it's like I'm not agreeing with them, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see how you did that. And if it was if they were the parents, you know, listening to this episode, they can be like, well, we did try to talk to him, but he still had this experience. And I can understand that. And those experiences and feelings are real. So let me be open to them. Right. Right. So as we're kind of thinking about this and trying to help this parent here, I guess what I'm wondering, Aaron, is at what point do we do we give the help? Is it on the receiver end of when the person is coming in, like the adult kid is asking? Or is it more like at the meeting when the meeting was happening between the do you see what I mean? So let's meet at a coffee shop that time or um, they get this letter in the mail. They get an email saying like I'm and I, I had this happen. I had a client get an email of like, I'm not talking to you again unless we talk with this with a counselor. Right. And so that was a whole thing in and of itself. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, I think this is actually probably a good time. We thought this would be a really good time to bring in a couple of actual like Parents, guys, and particularly guys, we're trying to, you know, guys don't do therapy. They don't whatever um, as much. They don't. Well, some guys do. I mean, we do. Right. You and I (laughs) and our guys from Vegas. What up, guys? But it's not it's less common. Right. Women are typically the people that go to therapy and want to work on their relationships or whatever. But so we thought we'd kind of bring in a couple of guys. Um, So we've got a couple of guests here. Arthur Collins and Luther Lexington from Great Britain. (laughs) They are a couple of dads that they've got adult children and we thought we'd just sort of interview them and ask them a couple of questions of like, because they've gone through this. We met them through some colleagues or whatever. And it's like, hey, you know, we're doing this episode and they were sort of sharing about this. And it's like, oh, you guys would be perfect for our show. Tell us a little bit about your experiences as like, you know, adults, as parents. Like, what do you experience? What is this like for you to hear? Because you've gone through this. So Arthur and Luther, welcome to the show. It's like totally great to be here. Really, um, really love it. Don't don't really what to expect, actually. Um, I'm Luther Lexington. Been living in the uh, old uh, Queensland now for my whole freaking life, actually. And uh, anyways, uh, what's what's your is this Arthur? Yes, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, guys, what's your experience? I mean, you've had some of these experiences with your children confronting you, you know, hey, we'd like to be closer. Why are we not closer? I mean, I have some ideas of, you know, what happened in my childhood or whatever. Like, what was that like for you to hear from your adult children? I can tell you one thing for sure. The first thing I thought was, 
Why the heck are we having this bloody conversation? There's no talking about this. We're moving on, right? Am I, am I right? I mean, first of all, they're telling me about, Daddy, I wanted to know more when I was a little kid and get closer to you and you were not there. You know what? Because I was dealing with a freaking war, man. I guess I had the exact opposite experience. Um, I was quite receptive. I was surprised to hear the things that uh, I was told, but I trusted that I love my children and I wanted to be open to their experiences. And it was actually quite enlightening for me. I learned many things that, from a different perspective that I had not known before. And it opened my eyes to their perspective that was quite valuable for improving our relationship. So unlike Luther, I actually listened and I responded with compassion because I did not want my children experiencing those things, but they were telling me this is exactly what they experienced. Well, that's like really stuffy, isn't it? I mean, come on, man. It's like you're not even a real human being. But Luther, you've got to be open to your children's experiences that they're different than yours, even if it's uncomfortable for you, which it was for me. I remember feeling quite stuffy, actually. Like, I just wanted to run. I wanted to shut down and not hear it because I could not bear the thought of my children feeling all of those ways and that I had caused it. The guilt was massive. Okay, now this is a mental health program. So I guess the only thing I'm going to say here is that one thing that I did think about is the reality that I wasn't really around very much. So I admitted to that, didn't I? I was like, yep, wasn't there. Sorry about that. I was making this thing called a living so you could breathe in and eat. And there's a little roof over the top of your head. So, Luther, thank you for acknowledging that. And, and also, Arthur, I want to thank you for sharing your experience as well. But Luther, like what just... Briefly here, we've only got a couple minutes, but what stops you from going farther with that? I mean, so like you're focusing on all the things you did do. Why is it so hard for you to focus on the things that you didn't do? I mean, ultimately, I think it's because I'm stuck, right? I can't do anything more than I'm doing. But, but you can, I guess, right now. That's kind of the point is if your kids are coming to you right now, presently, they're like, hey, I want to improve this. Like we can't change the past. But presently, right now, we can change the present, which will make a new relationship for the future. I mean, do you want that with your kids or, or do you just want to stay stuck? I mean, to be honest, I thought it was fine until I've heard all this. But uh, when you put it that way, it's actually kind of interesting because I guess it not focus as much on what I've done, but what I could do. So, I mean, if it sounds sounds a little bit more productive that way, but I don't want everything dragged through the mud for the I don't know, like want to hear about it all the time. And I guess the, the problem, the thing, the reason I totally understand that, right? It's really uncomfortable. You said drag through the mud. It does. It can feel that way for sure. And, you know, Arthur, I'm sure that's how it felt for you as well going through this. But after you go through that experience, really, it stops being about you, right? Because this is about your kid and their experience, not about you and your experience. Okay, here's the thing. Do they actually know what you're talking about? The blubber you're saying? Do the kids actually believe this mental jargon you're saying? Luther, you are the one who's mental. I can tell you from my personal experiences that with my children, after I did all of these exercises, I um, contacted Aaron and Nathan and they helped me through uh, all of those difficult family relationships that things have improved quite nicely. The uh, they now 
we talk like maybe once or twice a week and it's quite deep it's quite personal they share lots of things with me many more things that they did not share before because they did not feel safe they there was this chasm between us that ultimately i can see was this experience that you're having now is my own feelings of guilt that i didn't want to look at that once I dropped those walls, I was much more open to those relationships and they've improved quite nicely. Okay. So Arthur, um, what was the biggest, what was the crucial kind of the change point for you? Ultimately, I decided I have got a decision to make. I can choose me or I can choose my children. I can choose the feelings that I had for myself, my guilt and my shame, all these things that were like, barriers between me and them or i could choose to move toward them and drop those things and see a different perspective than my own and ultimately that was to me what was the most loving thing to do so what you are saying your buy-in was just simply being a parent that's true i mean you're really just doing the same thing you did as as a younger parent and trying to put your kids first Ultimately, I think I had this awareness that I had not been doing that properly as a younger parent, but as an older parent with adult children, I wanted to do that. But I had much more objectivity, much more perspective after having stepped back from that role for several years. I could see where I'd gone wrong and do it much better. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, That makes a lot of sense. Um, Luther, do you have any closing thoughts? I mean, yeah, this is actually really interesting when you think about it, because actually I was was putting my kids first a long time ago. Um, That's why I left. Um, I realize it doesn't make any sense when I'm saying it out loud to myself. But the reality is, is I had to go get a job. I had to have food. I didn't really think I was that important, actually. Um, That's kind of weird. Yeah, well. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, ultimately, like this process, and it is a process, you know, of of awareness and discovery about yourself, things you didn't necessarily know about yourself as a parent, that as time goes on, you learn and you become aware and you want to improve those things. And maybe you didn't know all of them while your kids were younger, you know, and as children and as they've grown up and gotten older, it's still not too late. You know, the thing I said earlier about Uh, teenagers still applies to adult children because if they're coming to you and they want to have a relationship with you now, it's still not too late. So we got to head for home and close this episode out. But Arthur Luther, I just wanted to say thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing some of your experiences. You guys are, you know, really valuable uh, insights to us. And I know it's kind of a personal thing, but thank you for being here and being on our show. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It actually has been a little bit more fun than I actually thought. I like these microphones. <laughs> They're pretty fun, aren't they? All right, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. 
and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.